there's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Follow the money. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah, yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on v Know your eyes and ears. Do not deceive you. I am, in fact, not Mitch Moss. And Jonathan over here is not Paul Howard. But Stormy Tony and JVT with you as the guys are getting some vacation time in before the home stretch of the NHL and NBA postseason. It was a hell of a sports mm. Sunday yesterday not only in the association, the mayhem in hockey, but we had the F1 Grand Prix out in Miami, the Wells Fargo in Charlotte, fun day of baseball, a lot going on over the weekend. You're always having this smirk for some reason. Like, <laughs> what are you doing on Twitter? I just DM Paul. Just... You don't deserve your vacation. <laughs> <laughs> you need help. I like, I like my Paul's a, Paul's a good friend. I go way back with Paul and Mitch. So I like, uh, I like messing with Paul. I like getting emails from Paul Howard where the subject line says, Paul Howard. That's the sub. Why is that the subject? If, but the email already you d- says his You name. dive into the mind of Paul Howard and you tell me what you get. Interesting. Um, but yesterday we saw two series where I think a lot of people went into the games thinking that the Celtics and the Nuggets were very much going to take a stranglehold of their series, go up three games to one. Instead, mm. we walk away with two two splits in both of those sets. Why do you think that the Nuggets specifically? weren't able to get over the top in a night where Nikola Jokic was really, really tremendous. Oh, because it's, so it's twofold, right? We'll start with the Nuggets perspective first. It's somebody other than Nikola Jokic uh, and Jamal Murray to a certain extent have to step up here. I mean, the the bench wasn't very good for them. Uh, Here's the thing, like, so Christian Brown, for example, their young guard uh, did not perform very well. They kind of pulled the plug on that thing. So their bench is now all of a sudden shortened its rotation. Uh, You were playing three, maybe four guys off of that bench. He only got eight minutes in yesterday, didn't play very well. And you got 20 out of Bruce Brown and Jeff Green. Bruce Brown was fine, but he didn't give you much. Five, three, and two on two and two shooting. Jeff Green did not shoot particularly well. He only hit one out of two three-point looks. Like, that's the thing, right? you got to get more out of the ancillary pieces. You can't, Stormy, against the Phoenix Suns, get outshot from three. This is a Suns team. It's not that they're a bad three-point shooting team. They just don't take that many three-point shots. So for you to take seven fewer threes and to make six fewer, that's a very big mismatch that you're not going to win because you're not going to win the mid-range shooting battle, right? Because Phoenix is going to win that thing. And the other thing, and this is this is where I'm really fascinated by the series as we move back to Denver. One of the things that Denver had as a massive weakness coming into this postseason Of the teams that made it into the playoffs, they were the worst transition defense off of live rebounds. So essentially when teams are 
grabbing rebounds, ripping and running and getting back down floor. They were one of the best or worst defensive teams in the field. And that kind of disappeared through the first few games of the playoffs and, in, in, you know, in this series as well. How about this? A offensive rating for the Phoenix Suns in transition last night of 222.2 off of live rebounds. That's insane. Averaging over two points per play in transition off of rebounds. You're almost scoring every time you go down. And you could say like, oh, well, hey, you know, Denver had an offensive rating of 200 off live rebounds. Here's the massive difference. Their frequency of plays, or at least percentage of their live ball rebounds that led to a transition play for Denver, 13.6%. For Phoenix, it was 40%. They were running and having a ton of success. And I think that kind of worries you, right? If you're Denver, you're like, oh man, that was one of our biggest weaknesses. And all the Suns are sprinting up and down the court and they're exploiting that weakness. However, I bring up Denver because, okay, well now you got your two best players playing over 40 minutes. Let's go back to altitude and let's see how this works out if you want to sprint up and down the court every single possession because by the time you get to the fourth quarter, Denver in the first two games of the series in Denver, fourth quarter net rating of plus 14.2. Is that going to work again? Like, Are you going to be able to sustain this if you're Phoenix asking these guys to carry such a massive load? So I'm really intrigued by, can you shore up defensively in terms of your live rebound defense in transition if you're Denver? And are you going to start to shoot the ball a little bit better? And history would tell us probably, right? Role players tend to shoot better when they are at home. And so you're going to get back home. Michael Porter Jr. By the way, we didn't talk about that. What was that? Where he, like, it's like, I think it was like the third to last possession. It's, I think, a five-point game or a four-point game. And out of nowhere, he inexplicably pulls up from three on a transition play and gets blocked from behind. Um, won't take a shot to save his life throughout the entire <laughs> game, but feels like this is it. This is my moment. And it decides to do it there. So if you get better play from your role players, and again, I'll just go on the side of like Stormy. I'm willing to go down on the ship of, I don't believe the Suns can continue to put up historic performances and win. And if this is how I lose, then this is how I lose. But I just don't think that's going to be what you get. So I think to your original question, like kind of what happened, you didn't perform very well defensively in transition, and your bench didn't show up to support 50 points from your best player, and that ends in a loss. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, the Suns bench throughout the course of this series largely hasn't been very good. We mm -hmm. saw in game two, they only had four points, but then you have Landry Shamit, who's your fourth quarter hero. He ends the day with 19 points. Didn't even play in that game two loss, by the way, to the Nuggets. Um, but he was able to be part of that supporting cast that the Suns so badly need. Obviously, Kevin Durant and Devin Booker were both fantastic. They put up 36 points apiece, but it, you, you really have to rely on them being your bell cows night mm -hmm. in and night out if you're going to survive the set. And I think the Nuggets going back home will be in a good spot. Uh, a lot of questions, concerns about, hey, will Nikola Jokic be available this next game? Will he suffer a one-game suspension potentially for the altercation? Altercation, put that in quotes. Right. Um, whatever that little elbow was with Matt Ishbia, the Suns owner, when he wouldn't let go of the ball, uh, that whole wonky situation. If you want JVT's full thoughts on it, make sure you download Follow the Money today in podcast form because what we have all of that a little bit earlier, but the line certainly indicates that it seems like Jokic will be just fine. Nuggets a five-point favorite coming up in the game that returns to well, Ball Arena. Really quick, too, because, you you know, you Will Hill had that line, too, about, hey, the market. The market's not always correct. So I'll just say that. I just you said know it what implies, I mean? yeah. Right, that's what I'm saying. So, like, you know, because you're not the only one who said that, and I saw a couple of people on social media, like, using that as, like, a, see, he's not getting suspended. Like, well, the market doesn't really know that yet. So, like, don't think that that might be the case. Again, I think it would be an assumption because, right. really? You're going to suspend him for that? Really? But here, like I said, I mean, we see the weird up and down nature of how the league wants to handle these certain things. And they are they are very sensitive to the whole malice in the palace deal that happened, obviously, as we remember. And any interaction with the crowd, be it an owner, maybe that changes things. But uh, well, I'm but with you. That's what I'm saying. If that instance happened with a fan, the fan would be getting kicked out and it would be his problem. But because it's Matt Ishbia and because it's the owner of the Suns, we're having to look at it through a different lens and it's being handled differently. But I still don't. Like, like, I, I, I would be shocked if Nikola Jokic look at this gets picture. a suspension for Ishbia that. Ishbia is like protecting the ball. Like he well, you said former college basketball player, right? Ridiculous. He's got the flop and uh, down. Well, uh, practice squad guy. <laughs> He's got the flop down. He just he learned from watching, you know, sometimes the ex but the, I'm very impressed by the execution nonetheless. And so were his players who said, hey, you know, part of the team got us a point. There yeah. you go. Ooh, how about this stat that just crossed my timeline? James Harden shots to tie or take the lead in the final minute of the fourth quarter or overtime in the regular season. One for ten in the postseason. Three of three. 
Well, that's when it. Well, everybody gives him grief for not being able to perform and show up in the playoffs. So he's doing it. Oh, this is his. No, with, with Harden's history, this is by far his best playoff series. Like it just performances in general. Even despite the two game. Let's call it a lull. Yeah, no, this is because I mean, think about it. Because like, so those we'll talk about those three for three shots. It was the game winner in game one. You tied it at the end of regulation in game yep. in game four, and you hit the game winner in game four. Like this has been an unreal performance from James Harden. So go to Vegas more, I guess, before a series because that uh, that thing's really panning out for you. I love that, by the way. That's fantastic. Also, I was on with you, right, Lombardi Line, or was that when I was with Femi, who we talked to um, Thomas at the Borgata, who told us that he actually had a room out there too before the that's series, Femi. right? That was that was, that was Femi, okay. Not that was me. Femi, yeah. All right, yeah, pretty good. But that's great. Harden's hard. They keep doing what you do, I guess. Go hard, Harden. That's all I can say there. Uh, but well, it's been a fun series, though. When you think that the Celtics should dominate, 76ers aren't going away, and Joel Embiid got support from his number two, which you need. Uh, two games coming up tonight. Do you have, like, a, a preference in either one of those series that you feel more confident in? Um, no, I never feel confident. Other than in your futures on the Warriors, yeah, like I just, I really, really would like this to be tied up so I can find myself in a position to do something here with it. Um, I just like, uh, I just can't get over how lackadaisical Golden State looked last game and the fouls and the loosey goosey with the turnovers. So that is, I will agree with that. Like, so I thought when I was watching that game, the end of the second quarter where they get called for three texts in different fashions over the last six minutes, you could kind of tell that they were falling apart. And by the way, Jermichael Green, you're not good enough to be called for a tech off the bench, okay? If Draymond, if Draymond could do it, it's Draymond Green. Jermichael Green, let's relax. You got into the starting lineup the other day, <laughs> but let's chill on what we're doing here. But I think you're right. Like, it was it was a performance that was not usual for the Golden State Warriors in that they shot under 30%, and they looked like they mentally fell apart, especially at the end of that second quarter where they gave up that 22-2 to run. At the end, it looked like they were going to run away with it, right? They, I think they had built up. I don't know if they led by exactly double digit, might have just been nine, but it looked like Golden State was doing what they wanted to do. And then the, the Lakers go on that 22 to run, uh, 22 to two run, completely fall apart. I, I would agree that that was a very uncharacteristic performance for the most part for Golden State. And I would also stress, just like it's the same thing for the Lakers in game two, the results don't necessarily equate to what actually happened because these teams will see the writing on the wall and go, all right, let's get rested, let's get out of here because we're getting smoked. Let's just get ready for this next game. The Lakers did that in game two, and you saw the Warriors do that again here in game three. So I wouldn't look at that performance anyway. Like if you didn't think that game two meant anything in terms of the degree of victory, you shouldn't do that again for game three here. The Lakers are three-point favorite in the game. They're minus 195 in the series right now. And due to, I'm sure, a lot of sportsbook liability, plus 425, the second shortest shot to win it all at this point. Do you kind of get the feel, though, that they could be given that 2020 bubble championship team vibe? I they probably. I mean, look, they're they're really good defensively. That team was really good defensively. And if they want, they can go super big like that that, that crew did and, and just attack offensive glass and get second chance points. And given how weak the field is overall, uh, I think totally like that is uh, that is going to be the case. Sorry, I'm thrown off here. Um, just by the fact that the Lakers are you know, rated ahead of the Nuggets. Well, that's I, what I'm saying. They're the second shot on it, the board. Yeah, but it's also because the Nuggets are on the road, or excuse me, they're on the road, right? So that's going to be a little bit of a difference, but they're going, yeah, that's actually a little odd. Hmm. Think about that for a second. Well, that's why I think liabilities played into it, because I'm it sure the Lakers have gotten a ton of love being the brand that they are. Yeah. I mean, in the Western Conference Finals, the Nuggets should be favored. They wouldn't be favored by much, but it should be like a $1.25 series price, you would think. So. All right. We'll continue to recap the weekend. Win some, lose some. Coming up after a quick commercial break. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation and a whole lot more? You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Wow, winning. Or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners, can they? Loser! You're a loser! Molly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in Win Some, Lose Some. I don't think I look or sound like Polly Howard, but appreciate you joining. All right, here we go. All right, let's check them out. Uh, Yeah, 76ers, as we start with win some cash, plus 125 to the Celtics, led by as many as 16 in this game, but just needed one. Late in the game. Well, and this is what this is what the big move yesterday was, like an hour before, yep. like going from plus one twenty five to minus one ten. Like this did not. This was not a slow burn. <laughs> this thing went going downhill, and I thought I missed something in terms of injury. But steam chasers got there. Sharp betters got there. It was a good move there. The Florida Panthers come through on the money line as well as the puck line against the Toronto Maple Leafs yesterday. Rough one for the Leafs who go down three games to none in that series. And how about another win some in that Hurricanes-Devils game? We just talked about it. The total, five and a half, 12 total goals last night. Yeah, the thing was quick, too. I think in the first you had three and you kind of knew that you were on your way there. And uh, I will submit... Actually, you know, I'll wait. I'll wait. Maybe, maybe. I wouldn't what? want to ruin anything. I'll submit uh, something else for win some, maybe in a little bit if it's not caught. Okay. Well, the uh, the over in this one did cash around five minutes into the second see, period. See, there it is. There it is. Yep. I, see, I, I trust the crew. I knew it was going to be Major League Baseball. I'll just yeah. let you get to it then. Is it the top one? Uh, no, actually. Oh. So the White Sox are scoring the 11 in the top of the second. I actually bet that thing over, so I didn't have to really worry about that. 17-4 uh, final, by the way. I was actually going to talk about Angels and Rangers yesterday. Yeah. How about that thing where that went flying over really early on? Uh, over nine and a half, yet a 16 to eight final between these two. Mm-hmm. This Texas Rangers lineup is freaking awesome. Uh, and when you get to the back end of that rotation for the Angels, you can have a lot of success. And that's exactly what happened yesterday. Yep, that one cashed in the top of the third. Rangers now with 10 plus runs back to back games for the second time this season. The Rockies and Mets goes over eight and a half easily too. that one cashed in the top of the fifth. Tigers Cardinals over nine and a half runs scored, cashing in the top of the sixth. Cardinals putting an end to an eight game skid, 12 six the final and Paul Goldschmidt with a third career three home run game yesterday. Yeah, how about Rockies and Mets too? Rockies almost take care of the full total by themselves in one half inning. They had seven at the top of the fifth. You mentioned when it got cashed. Uh, that was an absolutely ridiculous game. It was actually, it was a great day of baseball. There was a lot of high scores, some comebacks too, a lot of double digit numbers out there too, but it was a good day of baseball yesterday. It was a great day of sports, overall, and, uh, except for this last one. Yeah, I was going to say Max versus, is it Verstappen? Or I, Verstappen? I go with the sh, like Verstappen. Ooh, I, I, could like be, I could be incorrect there, <laughs> um, but look, I watched Wins my- for anybody but you. Yeah, look, I watched my first F1 race yesterday, and I will say, this is why sports betting does help out other sports, if, like in terms of exposure. I bet on and watched my first F1 race race yesterday and I couldn't get enough of it watching the entire thing look the dynamics of yeah. teammates and how that thing works uh, I also thought that my guy was a little oppressed a little passive when Verstappen passed him for the last time out of his pit but uh, you know what it was a good one historic as you mentioned yes. finished ninth and ends up getting that win but it was a good race it was a fun race as well can't wait till they come here yes drivers who start on the grid ninth or worse go on to win the race usually just four percent of the time even more remarkable it's his third career win from the ninth position or worse I tied think for the I would have gotten out of the car and started fighting him, though. 
especially if everything was true. Like, if you're if you're really going to tell me you're not going to communicate with me that this guy's coming out, changing the tires, I don't know, something about medium tires to hard tires, I don't know. But I, I, I would not have pulled up gracefully to the two podium and took that laying down, even though your teammates. Red Bull, though, as a team, off to a really incredible start this season. Fifth win of the year, five races. Uh, Red Bull cars leading 257 of the 273 laps, 94% this season. Let's get to... The videos win some. This one is titled Being Small is Tough. Let's see what we've got here. Kind of dog. Oh, I don't know. He looks like a little teddy bear. I don't know dog breeds very well. You're not a dog oh person? Oh my gosh, how cute is that? Okay, it's so for anybody who's just listening to us on, on the radio or podcast form, this little dog going to play cornhole jumps all the way through the hole. He airmailed himself. I like to I like to think that Mitch and Paul are friends of mine. This is always the most surprising thing that they both fawn over like small animals and cute things. Dogs are like their children. Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. As somebody who has a dog sat for Mitch Moss before in the past, uh, I very much understand it. He doesn't use your services any longer. Not anymore. You know, something changed over the last mm. few years where he um, I've been priced <laughs> out. I guess I don't know. Maybe I didn't do a good enough job, and he just never told me. I don't know, but Boo. it's one of the things I miss. Too big time now, yeah. Mitch. It's fine. Uh, let's head over to lose some and. The Celtics from a minus 165 favorite, minus 110. We talked about that line move end up falling outright to the 76ers. Yeah, that one and then this next one, right? Nuggets, it was like the opposite. You kind of thought, are we going to get the same scenario here? Nuggets go from minus 105 to minus 120. Some spots closed, actually a pick or even minus one in favor of the Denver Nuggets. You kind of understood that. And that was another late move. Like It was like mm -hmm. one and a half throughout the vast time that that thing was up. You get that late push to Denver, but ultimately not the case as they fall outright to the uh, the Phoenix Suns. So late move that doesn't go in that direction, but at least did work for the Philadelphia 76ers. Yep, the Maple Leafs steamed up from minus yep. 130 all the way to minus 150 in what felt like a must-win game for them in game three of this series, but the Panthers end up winning it in overtime. Panthers, by the way, six straight wins now for them after overtaking the Bruins. Now starting off this series on a high note, Sergei Bobrovsky has been fantastic in net. And then lastly, Kraken Stars under five and a half. No goals in the first period. You're feeling good. Oh, but let's just throw up six in the second. It's fine. Five of them from Seattle. Yeah, well, I, I'm, I'm curious when, because uh, you're you know much more in tune with this, when a guy like Haskinen goes out uh, for an in-game total, I mean, obviously we saw it sail over the total in game uh, in the second period and as it went on, but from an in-game standpoint, I wonder how much people were hitting that in-game over considering mm -hmm. a defenseman of that level went out. Because I would assume at some point you think maybe he's coming back, but he just never came back. And that was the thought that was kind of surprising yesterday. And this, oddly enough, has been an over series. All three games of the set to this point yeah. have gone over the posted total. Um, lose some in the videos. We got two of them today. So this... I don't think this is a lose, by the way. So this lady's clearly inebriated walking down an up escalator. Clearly inebriated. I think she's getting some exercise in. It, uh, as, it, as, as the text reference up top, if you're in charge, you know, we've all been there. We have to be in charge of a drunk person who can't handle their liquor. If you just want to start them up, put them on the treadmill like this and get out of there. I think that's a win that you don't have to deal with this person. So you can actually read that text. Am I that blind? I have contacts in right uh, now and I can't read that. Our, our wonderful production crew may have played the video for us in the break and you weren't paying attention. So. Wow. Shots fired. Yeah. That's not I said I wanted to be surprised. Well, you okay. Uh, okay. All right. I was wondering why, because they were playing for him. And you were just looking straight down. Yeah, so, I like yeah. to be surprised, but no, I appreciate. I, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Like I said, I've, I've got people in my life that are bad public drunks, and uh, I would love to do this. To what them. What is the best thing that you have done to solve this type of a problem? Leave them. Uh, leave them on the bench. Leave, them. leave them on. The, uh, there's like that bench for those who aren't familiar. Right outside the New York, New York roller coaster. There's like a little bench waiting area. Leave them there. They'll find it out. I am not strong. I tried to carry someone once no, and it stop. didn't go yeah, great. Yeah. By the way, can we also note um, great progress? She's not like at the top of the escalator. She's in the middle. So like she's probably been working at this for a minute. And she has is she not or did she go up and then start to come back down? Ooh, I don't know. I was going to say that she is responsibly at least holding the rail, which Good point. I feel it's like a weird gate. Do what you got to do. All right. What else we got here in Lusam? Towing a burning, uh, turning a uh, towing, a burning boat. So oh, the question, wow. the question becomes, does this person know and is just powering through and is like, we just got to get this to the lake to put it out. Or are they just like blasting music and have no There's idea what's no going on? There's no way that person them. wouldn't know. Look how much fire is coming off of but the boat. But it's not like fire's loud. No, but if you're do like you not blasting have a rear, music and you're driving, do you not have a rear view mirror? Some in your people, life? you'd be surprised. Some people don't, or some people just don't check it. Can you not smell it? 
Yeah, you might. Because you would Stormy, smell look the, at the fire. Car. Look at the look at the car that's driving. You would smell You're probably the smelling fire your car. and look around your surroundings. There's no way in hell you could have that burning thing on the. That's crazy, You'd though. You'd be surprised. I need to know the story. What caused the fire? Where are we going? Where are we coming from? I need more information. There's a lot of fast food wrappers on the floor of that car. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Thousand percent. That's the case. Oh, good stuff. Win some, lose some. Remember, everybody, we got so much to bet on over the course of the next 30 days. But we are here to help you out at VSIN for a limited time. Make sure you join us. Just $9.99 to become a pro subscriber. That gets you insight into our daily baseball best bets, the NBA and NHL postseason as well. And only VSIN pro subscribers are getting access to that daily recap we put out of the top plays made from VSIN show hosts and guests. You also get tools like betting splits to let you see where the money and bets are moving for every single game. Also, a top VSIN experts leaderboard that is new where we can view betting records, profit, and ROIC, which VSIN expert has the hot hand at any given time. Sign up now again, just $9.99 at vsin.com slash subscribe. Let's go back to that fire real quickly because for whatever reason, it made me think of when you um, are at a bonfire and you make a marshmallow type of thing because you're doing the s'more situation. Do you light this, the marshmallow on fire or do you slow roast? Well, first, I've never been to a bonfire before. What? Um, but uh, I am a light the uh, I'm a light the marshmallow on fire person. Yes. No, boo! I was hoping that you were going to be a like slow roast person. No, you got to like take it slow and steady wins the race. I I feel like there are a few things that I am better at in life than making a s'more. I mean, I have a gift. There are a few things in life that you can mess up less than making a s'more. You clearly you mess it up on purpose. Well, it's not messing it up. Yes, I just it like is. it burned. There's that's a nice. Uh, Gordon Ramsay famously says, "No color, no flavor." And uh, but that's but. Like that is not the color that you want. You want like a Absolutely. nice golden brown, not charcoal. I feel like you're a messy car person. I am the cleanest car person. Really? I swear. Mm. Yes. You. If you go to my car, it is pristine. I feel like there's a lot of empty water bottles. You're not one of those. It's like just push <laughs> no, that to the side. No, nope, I'm not that person. We're gonna talk some NHL when we come back with Dennis Bernstein of Sirius XM NHL Network Radio. Also does great work with the fourth period. The Edmonton Oilers and Vegas Golden Knights going head-to-head tonight in Game 3, Round 2 of the Stanley Cup Playoffs. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NBA, and new customers can bet $5 and get $150 in bonus bets instantly. All you got to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the promo code VSIN when you sign up. That's V-S-I-N. It was a fun one in the NBA yesterday, as well as the NHL postseason. Three home teams all coming through yesterday, the Devils, Beat the Hurricanes, rebounding from those early two-game 5-1 and 6-1 losses to win 8-4. The Panthers beat the Maple Leafs 3-2 in overtime. They take a three-games-to-none lead. And the Kraken, what a surge. Again, a 7-2 win for them over the Stars. We have the Vegas Golden Knights and Edmonton Oilers coming up tonight to help us break it all down. We bring in Dennis Bernstein of SiriusXM NHL Network Radio, also doing great work with the fourthperiod.com. Dennis, thanks for doing this. It has been the wild, wild West out here in the NHL playoffs. It sure has. And the Edmonton Oilers, you know, the, the public's fickle, right? Uh, on Friday, I was on SiriusXM. The bidding favorites for the Cup were Florida and Carolina. You know, wake up this morning, it's Edmonton. And <laughs> rightfully so. That was a scary, scary exhibition by the Edmonton Oilers. Um, I've seen it. I covered them and the Kings the first round. That power play, Stormy, it, it, for a, the casual fan, it's like a team that's had like uh, 80% completion rate in the NFL in the playoffs. that That's how great that power play is. And that's why they're now the betting favorite. It was just a uh, a powerful exhibition by this team as they uh, get ready for game three in Edmonton tonight. Yeah, they've scored at least one all eight games this postseason, three for six on the power play that last game. When you look to tonight as the series does shift north of the border now, series tied at one. Do they just continue to lay the boomstick, it feels like, on this Golden Knights team? Or can the VGK's defense that so many people were talking about coming into the set start to hold tall? No, well, they can't play worse, right? So I think <laughs> change of venue, right? And, and you know, I, I listened to the show earlier. JVT's right. Like, they're not some team that's going to beat you 7 nothing. There's opportunity. Like they, there's opportunity. They don't have a great penalty kill either. Uh, but you got to assume, here's if I'm Bruce Cassidy, here's my thought. 
Like there's going to be eight minutes when we're in the box. We're going to lose those eight minutes in the game. We have to win the other 52 minutes. So is there opportunity? Yeah, Edmonton's not a great home team. They lost in the first round to LA the first game at home. There is opportunity for Vegas, but they, they and I go, you know, Gary Lawless, he does great mm-hmm. work there. I, I text him after game two. I said, are you going to bring the varsity to Edmonton? Because that was a JV action that you put it up in game two. There is opportunity, but Edmonton looks so good. You have to assume, Stormer, you're going to give up something on the power play, but you've got to beat this team five on five. That's the only path to victory. You're not going to do it by special teams. This is usually what happens in the playoffs. What about this total? There's a couple of six and a half still out there for the total yeah. for this game. So if, if it's there, are you laying a buck 30 to go over a, a six and a half? Yeah, hard. I'm going hard. I'm going deep on that JVT. Yeah, it's, it's at some point that, that line's got to move north of six and a half. I don't know when it will. But with Edmonton, yeah, you always have to play the over. It's a smart bet. Like whether it goes or not, like this team is not – you're not going to shut this team down. It's not going to be a 2-1 game tonight. And they're playing at home and they get the matchups. Um, everything favors certainly Edmonton Oilers. They should be favored tonight, but certainly over six and a half is what you want to play here. Yeah, I was even looking at an alternate total seven and a half plus yep. one fifty five. Just wow. well, I mean, I just feel wow. like they're going to be firing, and the Golden Knights only got one goal on the board last game. They should contribute to this back and forth affair a little bit more here moving forward in the series. What happened to the Toronto Maple Leafs because they end up finally getting the monkey off their back. They win that opening round series for the first time in nearly 20 years. And then it seems like that was their Stanley Cup because they have not shown up here against the Panthers. So maybe they need the monkey back on their back. Maybe that's what they need. Maybe they need the pressure of not winning a series and hearing that about you haven't won in 19 years. The pressure came off and they haven't been the better team. Here's the thing, though. If you watch the Tampa Bay series, Toronto wasn't the better team for a long stretch. They really weren't. They, they want. They found ways to win games, and they're just not good enough. They can't handle the physicality, the forecheck. The goalie's been great. You mentioned Bobrovsky has been great, but they haven't played winning hockey. It's as simple as that. So they find themselves in a hole because they've been good, but just not good enough. And the four big scorers, uh, Marner, Matthews, Nylander, and Tavares, have no goals in the series. Mm-hmm. When, you're, when your top guys are like you know Sam Lafferty and Dennis Malga and you know, guys like that, you're not going to win the series. You need your stars to be stuck. Like Edmonton, you need your stars to produce, and they just haven't, and that's why they're in a 0-3 hole, that maybe they get game three, but they're not going to come back the way Florida's playing and win four straight. They're not going to be an historical team at this point. Are the Hurricanes the best team uh, left in that conference? Um, they're the best structured team, but they, the JVT, they are such a bad road team. I know yeah. they won two games in the in the first round against the Islanders, but that's a different thing. Like, they looked slow. They looked discombobulated they look like they are not a good road team so i i like all these series to go along like, i think this is at least a six game series i love what the devils did last night they put in a kid 19 years old luke Hughes, you know jack Hughes's brother he comes gets two assists so yeah, they are the best team i picked them in october to win the stanley cup i love them the question with them is are they going to get enough depth scoring they are and i don't think i think that's an anomaly yesterday i don't think the carolina hurricanes going to give up eight goals in another game that was really the surprise not that they lost was there but but the way they lost jvt that was really surprising eight goals against for the team it's really good defensively yeah i don't think that they're going to be giving up that many again but one of my thoughts coming into the series because i did like the devils at a nice plus money price coming in was that the hurricanes depth would get tested throughout the course of a long series. And I felt like this young gun New Jersey Devils team could maybe have a little bit of an advantage here. They bounce back in game three, just like they did against the Rangers. What do you think their chances are now? Plus 155 to come back in the series. It's a pen- I don't think it's the skaters, Stormy. I think it's the goaltender. And they now went to Vitek Vanacek, who was the guy in the regular season. Akira Schmidt got them through the Rangers series, didn't play well. Uh, it's... I like the Hurricanes. I just think they'll find ways because they have the home ice advantage to me. Like 155 isn't a bad price for the Devils, given the way they've played. And now they've got their confidence back because, you know, they got their butts kicked in Carolina too straight. Like those were not competitive games. This was a competitive game. So nice price, but I still like the Hurricanes primarily because of the strength of the palette while they play on the home ice. Let's go to Dallas and Seattle. I was making the case earlier that if uh, if Miro Haskin is going to be healthy, I'd actually come in and bet Dallas uh, to win this series. A lot of the metrics paint this as a series. It should probably be a little bit more in Dallas's favor. If Haskin is going to be available here after taking that puck to the face yesterday, this Dallas defense should be better, right? I think this is the team that's in a little better position than the market would indicate. Yeah, I'd like them to come out uh, yeah. of the West you know, last week, JVT, but... You know, Jake Ottinger's got to be better. If you yeah. watch those goals that went through the five hole yeah. yesterday, like, no, he's got to be better. Yeah, the defense, look, they fell apart. Haskin got hurt. They scored on the next four shots. 
How often is that going to happen? But the thing with Dallas guys is that they have spurts like that where they play terrible defense. I was in Dallas for a couple of games, and I saw at times they were just so disorganized in their own zone. I still expect them to win the series. But look, this is their game seven. Right? They can't go down to a two-year expansion team, down 3-1. I think they're going to win three straight. They've given this team way too much confidence. The Kraken believe, and you watched them last night, they're tenacious, they're fast, they're getting good enough goaltending. If I'm just going to play like that, that team's going to be in trouble. But, yeah, I still like the Stars to come out. And I think they would give the team the Pacific Division to run for the money as well in the conference final. Yeah, it's been so confusing to see Ottinger with these, like, rogue periods. Yeah. happened game one with the four goals in that opening period. They were just behind the eight ball right away. And then, of course, the five goals um, in that last matchup. Who do you have where things sit right now coming out of both the East and West? Uh, well, you have to pick Edmonton right now. I'll let you know again after game three, because this thing swings. It's, I th- Storm, I think it's easier to handicap the Kentucky Derby than the NHL playoffs <laughs> this year. It's really been ridiculous. And these, I still like Carolina. I, I like Carolina because of their defense, their goaltending. I like to see Brett Burns lift the Stanley Cup too. So there's a little bit of a, a personal bias there. But I, I think that Edmonton, based on the power of their offense and Carolina, based on their defense, and if they do get to a cup final against Edmonton, it'll be challenged. I just think Carolina is still the most complete team. You are right about the depth scoring. I think that's the one hill Achilles heel for the uh, Carolina Hurricanes is who will score for this team deeper into the playoffs. But I like those two teams right now. If we assume that Dallas, I'll get you out of here on this, if we assume that Dallas can get out of that series against Seattle, what do you expect from a series price if it's Edmonton and Dallas? Is Edmonton going to be a prohibitive favorite or is this going to be a somewhat tight series price? No, I think it could be like minus 185, 200. Because it, it depends, JVD, on how Edmonton yeah. wins. If they win games like they won game two, then they're going to be a prohibitive favorite. They, they will be because it's Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl. Leon's being historical with respect to his goal scoring. So, yeah, it'd be a pretty heavy price for Edmonton if it was Edmonton-Dallas. About 45 seconds left with you, Dennis. What's the latest for what you guys are doing over at the fourthperiod.com? We'll be traveling throughout the playoffs, the Stanley Cup playoffs. We will be hosting, uh, me and Dave Pagnota, the uh, pregame on SiriusXM for uh, the Stanley Cup Finals, so wherever that is, and then we'll be covering the draft and free agencies. You can go to thefourthperiod.com. My Twitter handle is DennisTFP for more information. Awesome stuff. Really, really appreciate you taking the time with us today. Thanks, Ben. Stormy and JBT, thanks for the time. Always great being on VEASAN. Yeah, it, that, that Golden Knights game tonight. I just don't know what version of the Golden Knights we're going to get. And that's Mm. what's so frustrating is the lack of consistency. And you know that you have to go goal for goal with Edmonton. And well, they played pretty well the road against Winnipeg. So maybe they can do that again here, right in this series. But it does seem like a little bit of a different animal. And you just got to get your power play in check. Doesn't sound like they're going to be able to. To equate that to an 80% completion percentage for a team throughout a series is pretty big. So that's you just got to stop letting them draw penalties. Like don't make don't do the dumb penalties. That's what really grinds my gears. It's like last game, every time you looked up, they're doing something. Yeah, I'm not my my eye is not nuanced enough to, you know, critique NHL officiating. Is there a crew out there that was a little trigger happy? I hmm. Well, it felt like it. Oh, okay. It felt like it. But um, I will say, I think NHL officiating has got to be the hardest officials out there, just like physicality-wise. It's hard out there. In Pocket, coming up next. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. to determine the winner of any given college basketball game. Someone gives you 10,000 to 1 on anything. You take it. Take it. Take it. I'll bet you 20 bucks I can get you gambling before the end of the day. No way. I'll give you 3 to 1 odds. Nope. 5 to 1. Nope. 10 to 1. You're on. One of my favorite intros just period that we have at the network. So good. Time for In Pocket. Stormy Tony and Jonathan Von Tobel wrapping things up here today on Follow the Money, filling in for the guys. And all my bets tonight are going forward in this Edmonton Oilers-Vegas Golden Knights game. I'm calling this prop lock and profit. All props in this game, not an actual true side or Use total. prop twice? Huh? You use prop twice? Prop, lock, and profit. Oh, profit. Okay. Yes. All right. I like That's it. That's how like we better. do it. I like it um, But I am taking a goal to be scored in the first five minutes, plus 165 on DraftKings. Both games of this set, this has cashed. Also, for the last five games, for both the Golden Knights and Oilers in each of their respective, carrying over from each of their respective first-round series, I could definitely see the Oilers drawn another early penalty, getting on the power play, and you know that they're going to strike fast and furious. I didn't want to do the first period over, although I think it will come through just because the juice is loose and it's too hefty of a price. Similar for Leon Dreisaitl to score an anytime goal. He's already got six in this series, 13 through eight games in the playoffs, but his shots on goal prop is still just sitting at three and a half for a second straight game. Only juice to minus 120. He's gone over that number in four of his last five games and significantly less juice than the minus 155 for him to score a goal tonight. And I did an alternate total mm. over seven and a half because I have felt like this is just going to be an over-series because of the goal-scoring ability and the lack of strong goaltending for both of these teams. Um, Last game, the Golden Knights offensively were abysmal. Everything was coming from the outside. Anytime they got in the offensive zone, it was a one-and-done try. I think they get things a little bit more figured out here in Game 3, and they'll contribute to the scoring and will get over that 7.5 at plus 155. Okay. Uh, I will not have as many on a hockey game. Uh, just a baseball bet for me today. I'm getting weird. Um, yeah, I mean, it's all kind of correlated with you. So I also, you. by the way, did look for first period shots on goal. I just couldn't find the number, yeah. but I'm tempted for the over there as well. Uh, let's go Royals White Sox under eight and a half. This thing opened nine, so it's now down to eight and a half. Market moving in the direction that I kind of expected here. Look, you get two lineups that have not been performing very well. You look at the weighted run created plus metric. Uh, both of these teams in the 20s, Chicago 21st, Kansas City 27th. Kansas City, a team that whiffs quite a bit, actually, if you look at the uh, K rate for these lineups over at Fangraphs. Kansas City uh, with a bottom 10 metric there. So taking on Dylan Seuss, you can strike out a bunch of guys. Gives up a lot of free passes, but he should have some success against this Kansas City lineup. And on the flip side, you get the White Sox who are getting thinned out by a lack of availability of some of their players with this lineup that still rakes uh, in that uh, span in terms of way to runs created plus. And getting Zach Greinke on the hill for the Royals, who on the surface people would look at and go, hey, 525 ERA, guy stinks. But he fits all the parameters that I'm looking for, Stormy, in terms of some of those differentials to maybe play on an underrated dude. 525 ERA, but a 432 expected fielding independent against a lineup that's a little beat up. I think this is going to be a low-scoring affair. Give me under 8.5 at minus 105. Awesome stuff. That's one game of an 11-game slate coming up today in Major League Baseball. Remember, with MLB, the NHL, and NBA postseason, there is so much going on to bet on over the next 30 days. And we here at VEASAN are here to help you out. Just $9.99 
sense to become a VEASAN Pro subscriber. Only Pro subscribers get access to the daily recap of top plays by all of our show hosts and guests. Tools like betting splits to let you see where the money and bets are moving for every game, as well as a top VEASAN experts leaderboard now to view the betting records, profit, and ROI. See which VEASAN expert has the hot hand. Sign up now, just $9.99 at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. And uh, we got a couple big games coming up in the NBA tonight as well as these series roll on. And let's start with the Golden State Warriors and Lakers because in game Mm. three, we saw the Lakers just pull off a a blow-up win their first game in L.A. I don't think that's going to be repeated considering it was the second largest loss that Golden State has had in the playoffs with Steve Kerr as Mm. their head coach. But I think that the three is reasonable for them to cover at home. Oh, yeah. No, I think it's perfectly reasonable. Now, I'm I'm somebody who came in with some preconceived notions about this series and my position, so uh, I very much lean to the Golden State side and would very much like the Golden State Warriors to pull this game out tonight to give me a position here to act on. But I think as we kind of look at this, I still think the Warriors have something to work with in these uh, you know four shooters, one non-shooter lineup. I know that uh, when we talked to Will Hill earlier, he mentioned the Jermichael Green experiment maybe running its course. I don't think really that's the case, Stormy, because... I think you just need a presence out there that is a threat to shoot. Michael Green is a career 37% three-point shooter. He is good enough from three that you have to respect him defensively and will have to contest shots that he takes or you won't be able to help off as aggressively as you would, say, a lineup with Draymond Green and Kevon Looney because you're not really planting anybody in the corner. And if you're planting Draymond in the corner, well, guess what? We're going to let you shoot because you look like you're wearing a backpack. You know, the kid that walks out, he's like, hey, let me get a shot up real quick before I get on the school bus. Uh, that's not exactly a threat if you're the Los Angeles Lakers. So you want to spread them out a little bit. That should help out. You should also, I'm going to go out of limb, get a better shooting performance from the Golden State Warriors than 28.6% in non-garbage time like they did in that matchup against the Los Angeles Lakers there in Game 3. Lakers still have their inherent advantages right in the paint and the size, but I still think that what you saw first fourth quarter Game 1 into Game 2 is still workable there for the Golden State Warriors. Better shooting performance, and you should be able to come in here and get a win, tie the series up, go back to San Francisco. Um, we also have the Heat and Knicks going head-to-head. The Heat bet up from a three-and-a-half-point favorite, now sitting four-and-a-half. Jimmy yeah. Butler was back on the court after missing game two with an ankle injury. He dropped 28 the last game in a 105-86 win. Total went way under in that game, and that that total for game three was set at 208-and-a-half. Tonight set at 206-and-a-half. Do you think we see another lower scoring a fail affair with kind of just the general lack of efficiency that both of these teams have displayed on the offensive side? Uh, I would say so, and especially if Emmanuel quickly is not going to be available for the New York Knicks. So, of course, listed as doubtful for this game with an ankle injury he suffered in the last one. Uh, and it's not like quickly he's like, you know, 20-point-per-game scorer, but he is their best, the bench piece in terms of offense that they have. And if he's not going to be available and uh, we're having real conversations about playing Derrick Rose or Evan Fournier here, you kind of see where this Knicks team at is in terms of searching for offense desperately and trying to find it. And I think Quickly's injury is also why you saw this number get up to four and a half. Look, Jimmy Butler's listed as questionable. He's going to play. I don't think there's really any question about that. Same thing with Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson. It's just where this offense is going to come from for a Knicks team that doesn't shoot the ball particularly well, hasn't really operated well in transition, doesn't force a bunch of turnovers either defensively. I just think they're kind of up against it here against the New York Knicks. This has been a problem uh, for this Knicks team. Very hot or cold offensively, and I think they've just been rendered cold by the Miami Heat. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Heat come in, get this win, and to have a 3-1 series lead as they head back to the Garden. (laughs) I like the way you said that. Philosophically... How do you feel about philosophy. betting point props on star players? Because I know yesterday was a little bit of a unique situation because we're talking about right. the Suns and how everything really has to run through Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. But Jimmy Butler, his points prop set at 28 and a half. Like I said, he had 28 that last game. Yep. He has gone over the number in this postseason more often than he hasn't. But considering this, this series against the Knicks, he's had 25 and 28 in the two games he's played. You know, Stormy, if you go up on VEASAN.com and you check out our daily prop analyzer, you can actually find out how many times that Jimmy Butler has gone over his point total prop over a consecutive amount of games. So just check that out if you want to uh, get into this, if you so choose. Uh, as far as Jimmy Butler is concerned, my overall philosophy is that generally I want to look under, right? It is it is a star player. The point total props are generally shaded higher than they should be. So more often than not, you're probably finding some value on betting some of these uh, point total props under. We'll put it this way, um, it, you know, you're betting things because you don't think the market has adequately factored in whatever you're betting on, correct? Uh, having said that, like with a guy like Jimmy Butler, I'm going to assume that the market is pretty finely tuned with what Jimmy Butler wants to do as a scorer. So I'm, I'm going to look to play a guy like that under and try to find other spots 
to get over the total. Maybe some of the role players that are out there, maybe something that the market hasn't you know consistently followed on a night-to-night basis. I know it's still so early in the day, but for either of these games coming up tonight, are there any of those names that you think could be potentially worth buying in on a point, rebounds, assist, prop, or even fading a guy you think is poised to not have a good day? I mean, I think if you're probably looking around, you might want to look. Like, so if you think, again, that the Heat, for example, are going to have a pretty good day and they're going to win this, you might look in the direction of a potentially like a Gabe Vincent, who last time out only had five points, one of eight shooting, 0-4 from three-point range, still won that game. But Vincent in the first three, two games of the series, 20 points and 21, he had a really good game in the closeout matchup against Milwaukee. He had scored over 20 points in that matchup as well. He is perfectly capable of going over some of his point total props, especially if they're shaded a little bit lower uh, than they should be. So I think that's where you're looking. If you think the Heat are going to have a successful day here, you're looking in places like that, where Gabe Vincent right now is point total prop is sitting at 12 and a half at a pick my either way he's a, i think he's a good candidate to go over if you think they're going to have a good day you and kelly gonna have a hardwood handicappers pod today gotta go home and record it yep so we're gonna have a brand new hardwood handicappers coming out later today uh look for that i'd say probably around like noon or 11 o'clock a.m pacific time but uh yeah monday through friday every single one of those days we'll have a new one it's awesome resetting each and every game as well as giving some just if there are bets to be made in the futures market, Eastern Western Conference, title odds, MVP out there now, um, really, really good stuff that you and Kelly are doing. You can download that wherever you get your podcast. Same thing with today's show. If you missed any of today's edition of Follow the Money over the last three hours, downloadable in the VEASAN Best Bets podcast. We do that for every single show at the network. So if you missed anything from your favorite host, you wanted to check in on something that a guest might have said from a clip you see on Twitter, that's the best way to do it. That's a wrap for us here today on Follow the Money. Me and JVT will be back tomorrow morning. Same time, same place. Keep it locked right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.